Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode and a brand new year and a brand new decade of Wolves Fancast. I'm so excited, everybody. 2020s silence. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first time you've ever said brand new decade, is he? It's probably the first time I've ever said it. Yeah, I had no plan to say that in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from someone earlier at the, as of recording in about an hour's time. No, no, so it's 40 minutes time at 8.20. It'll be the only time where it's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. No, this is what Alan Brazil fell for earlier. Oh! On, uh, Obviously, it's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, every day of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, and Alan Brazil was saying it, and then they went, I think it was Ali McCoy's went, you're a tube, basically, <laughs> like, you've been duped. So, just save yourself there, David. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's every day. Every day. Every oh, it day. would be every day, yeah. 20, okay. 20, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> I start the year off right, don't I? <laughs> right, we're going to talk about Newcastle at the weekend. We've got Twitter Corner, we've got the quiz. We're going to do a bit on January transfer window as well. We did three podcasts over Christmas. Um, they're in the archives, you can listen to them now. We did one on Filmcast, uh, The Goal Begins. The Goal, The Dream Begins, sorry. Goal, The Dream Begins. I'm, I'm really on form today. Goal, The Dream Begins. Do you did that with, with Andy? And Matt. Yeah. And Matt. Um, to be the team of the decade as well. Um, looking back at the best team and the worst team of the last 10 years. And also we did an interview with Carla Kimi talking about his new book, Why Not Me. They're all available now. You can go listen to them. Now you're, everyone's back at work. You need that commute fodder. Go listen to well, it. Well, you need an excuse to skive off. Yeah. Or, well, we don't, maybe not that, but yeah. <laughs> You've got excuses to listen to all the shows. Anyway, right, let's kick things off, gents, with uh, Man United at the weekend. Nil-nil, third round of the FA Cup. Wolves will now have a replay against them next Wednesday, the 15th of January at Old Trafford. Uh, Gents, this was utterly boring. Can we just talk about Watford instead? <laughs> it was. Uh, there was times in that game where you think someone's going to call for a priest here to just put us all out of misery. <laughs> it got to the point where like, just someone score. Just don't go to re- replays. Just don't. I mean, the, the most exciting part of it was the, the new VAR font for the FA Cup in blue and not purple on the screens. I mean, if that is the thing that excited you, Stu, that just shows you the calibre of the Well, game. exactly. I mean, I noticed it straight away, as I would notice these things anyway. The only one in one, you go, ooh, look at that font. <laughs> well, I missed all the fireworks and everything, and then a bit of, bit of Zeppelin because of the silly cues outside the Steve Ball, which is worse than it's ever been. And I was there half hour before what kick-off. What is that? I keep seeing pictures of that all oh, the it's, time. It's just terrible, isn't it? It's, I, I think on, on the weekend, it was, of course, there was loads of people who don't know how it works, and they all turned up at the same time. When there's, there's Normally, there's a flow of people... Through from about like forty five minutes to kick off, but everyone just turned up half hour before. These tourist fans. I mean, it, it, it was queuing across the road to the wall, up onto the grass, and then there was some going down the road as well. I mean, they uh, all came to see Benny Ashley Seal, didn't they? Exactly. These tourists say they're only going to see the star uh, players. Absolutely, yeah. Um, look, it was a game that neither side. I got the impression neither side wanted to really play. It fe- it probably felt like that. Everyone's going back to work on Monday, and it's just kicked in. Yeah, it was just so flat, wasn't it? Like, I know people have spoke about the atmosphere, and obviously there's been a bit of Twitter debate about you know 
super fan versus mm. the regular fan, which is all for me, load of bollocks. If you got if you want to go and watch the game, go and watch the game. You know, if you want to sing, sing. If you don't, don't quite simply. But it was just one of those games where, like you say, I felt like we're looking at both teams on paper, Wolves were we'd rested a few, but we still seemed far, by far stronger than Man United. Yeah. And I thought we were gonna well, not steamroll them as such, but I thought we'd win quite comfortably. Almost like that Liverpool third round game last year where you saw their team against Ads, you thought yeah, we should be winning this really on paper. But it really just sort of petered out to real nothing game, really. And it only got exciting when Rashford came on for United and Moutinho come on and had a 15-minute cameo and started driving the game forward for us a bit, really. So it was a bit, yeah, for me, real hit and miss, really. And um, slightly disappointed and a bit a bit of a flat performance, yeah. really. I mean, we seemed to edge it in the second half. But I just wonder whether, because we basically had our full-strength team on for the last 15, Man United didn't really have... They had a near-full-strength, they didn't have a proper full-strength, but we still didn't win. I don't know whether that was a worse... That came off worse for us, that we couldn't put them to the sword, given what the sides were like at the end of the game? Well, it's the, the third time Matini has come on as a sub and we ain't won. Mm. So, he's kind of ineffective when he comes on a sub even though he ran around and he he changed our complete outlook but he felt it felt like one of the games like against when we played like Reading or someone like that like 10 years ago where you play the same the team in your own league and you're just really sick of it by now no one cares yeah no one cares everyone's sick of playing each other no one wants to be there it's just a formality and it, it's just that's where we are with Man United now yeah. we're going to play the bastards again um, <laughs> a couple of players that were getting some praise and stick. Vinagra first was getting a lot of stick, I thought, afterwards on, on the old social. I don't really see where that came from. I think there was, there was a load of stick for Doherty at Watford as well. I thought, what are you talking about? I mean, no one really excelled, but no one had a bad game mm. either. And I, I didn't get that at all. So There was people moaning at Neto because he had a bad last 10 minutes because he was probably knackered. And Ashley Young's a, a, a wily old fox. Eh? Mm. He knows what he's doing, and even though he, he, he hacked him down, which was quite hilarious, um, I don't think he was that bad at all. Strange. No, I agree. With the I saw again. I think I don't know what it is. With I do it every game. Like you go onto Wolves Twitter and you have a look, and everyone's guilty of it. And like there's some like some people talk absolute sense, and they're absolute sense. But then the utter garbage some people talk as well on it. You like I saw one tweet about. Vinagra like the worst performance ever in a yeah, Wolves shirt and I'm like and I was like what have you been watching like like, don't get me wrong Vinagra had a poor game like it, it seemed like even the basics like he could, I know he passed the ball out like five yards but singling him out in terms of that game like no one really stood out no one had a good game no. like going back to what Stu said about Neto Neto was arguably one of our better players I thought other than like I said the last ten minutes I think Ash Young got in his head a bit and um, you know, like I say, he's an experienced campaigner, and at the end, the end of the game, he defended him. I thought Lashung played relatively well against him with the last ten, fifteen minutes because he nullified Neto, and he ended up trying to kick him. Like you say, <laughs> like took him off his game, so he did a good job on him there. Um, but like I say, it was. I was just a bit disappointed, you know, watching that game and thinking, you know, there's a few players there, you know, a few fringe players that you wanted to step up, but no one really mm. did. Um, I thought Ashley Seal was great for five minutes <laughs> we had that run at the start didn't <laughs> it? and you thought hang on yeah. hello and then he just kind of peed that you kind of very much got the sense that, that was a, a step too much for his level yes he's done great for the 23 so it was like eight goals in 13 appearances Yeah, and he deserved that chance and we'll talk about why he got that chance in a bit but you just kind of felt like and the fact that he got subbed at half time I think later on in that half he just saw he, he's not in this game at all yeah you, you, I mean you'd ideally have played him against some of the like Southampton mm. given 15 minutes at Southampton at home something like that but not to a Man United at home in an FA Cup third round It obviously there's reasons why but it just seemed there could have been better options that you could have put Troy up front mm. and mixed it up a bit that way but it was it just completely backfired what I want to say about Neto is over the break he is really vastly improved yep you know like he had a goal against Liverpool he got a goal against Watford. He, out of nowhere, he just seems to have really come on. And luckily now, we don't know how long Jota's out for, hopefully for not very long, but he's someone that I think we're happier now that's going to fill that space for the time being. I don't think Jota's done anything anyway. 
I mean, I don't know, he's, he took over the mantle from um, he had his he had his week week and a half where he scored a, a few goals again, and then he petered off a bit. But it's the same thing as last year. He was injured a lot in the first half of the season, for whatever it is with him. I don't know, but I don't have any qualms with playing Neto now. He just looks. We said a couple of weeks ago that he's he, he's come back and he, how Oscar Burr's re, reinvigorated himself and he's bulked up in two years. It's happened to Neto in two months. He looks a different player, a different person as well. When you when you hear him in interviews and stuff, and his his English is better than half of his team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah that was it. when when he first came into the team. I thought again when when we signed him and Joe Dow is one of those. Uncle Mendes favours everyone thought and I didn't really think we'd ever see him and the few the few games I saw him when he first started playing I thought he was a bit lightweight to be honest with you I didn't understand why we were persevering or we got Neto in the squad and we let Cavalera and Costa you know again there's reasons behind you that you couldn't well. see why there was a replacement no no yeah. no I, th- I didn't think there was I didn't think he was an upgrade on what we already had basically um, and then he's sort of not been seen for a few weeks Looks like he's put on about three kilos. Been using the, the gym at Sainsbury's twenty four seven, pumping some iron. Um, he's got that subscription to. Is it Huel? Yeah, he's just yeah. He's like he's on like Popeye's magic juice as well, and he? he's like, all of a sudden he's like bulked up a bit. And um, yeah, like he's he's come on leaps and bounds. And like you say, he's nineteen years old. His English is impeccable, um, and you're seeing like vast improvement out of him now. So I think now you're starting to see the. I suppose the potential in the player that mm. Mendes and, and Fosen yeah. saw at that time. And I guess like, apart from Doc's chance in the first half and then the the goal that wasn't a goal, he only had the only chance, the chance, clear chance of the game, didn't he? He had that shot that Ramiro saved. It was not the greatest shot, but yeah. it was still a shot on goal. Yeah, the, the one that Jimenez hit into the post as well. But he was the outside of the post. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he was not, yeah. yeah. That would have been something special if that had creeped in. Talking about shots and goal, first time in five years that Man United hadn't registered a single shot and goal. In domestic football. In domestic football. Yeah, yeah just to go to clarify, you'll get somebody on there. <laughs> no, it, it happened against in Astana. Was it? Astana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching that game thinking, Man United look a sh- complete. I know it was a different team, but they look a shadow of the team that I. Remember, people were telling me uh, the next day they would speak to Man U fans outside the ground, and they were just saying like that we just that they just look woeful. We should have put them to the sword quite easily. Yeah. They were quite surprised that we didn't beat them in the game, and they just look they, that that's not Man United. No, and I think there's that's not going to be incredible. Many, I don't think there's going to be many. Well, say many better chances. We beat them twice last year as it was anyway. <laughs> um, but they, they can't be that bad at Old Trafford next week oh they can well I hope they can but I can't personally I can't see it and I think we missed a big chance there if we want to persevere in this competition I think we did miss a big chance Saturday but there's no reason why we can't go to Old Trafford and beat them and and in the league as well I don't fear going there but I think that we missed a big chance basically and even though it's in the cup to get a win at Old Trafford it's still a big thing it, it's still got that aura about it still yes the team probably hasn't but that stadium does. It'll happen now because I'm not going. To. Yeah. <laughs> but saying that, but this is for you, Stu. Yeah. We're gonna win. That United team, though. I thought that the young Williams, the young left back, mm. he's played better than Luke Shaw has for about ten. Years, but the whole five years he's been yeah. there, he looks superb. He's he playing mean, again tonight as well, isn't he? They've kept Shaw away tonight. So yeah, he, he was good though, wasn't he? Was him in, in the Chong? Chong, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah he looked all right. But the rest of them are just. You think, oh, it's just Everton. This is what yeah. Man United are just Everton now. And this is a fear Man United have probably got, that they feel like they're going to really slip back if they're not careful. Well, this used to happen in Football Manager. As soon as Sir Alex retired, two years later on in the game engine, and Man United started slipping down the league, you thought, oh, that's never going to happen. Fucking has. It's glorious. Football Manager, the oracles of all <laughs> football knowledge. Uh, next round, if Wolves beat Man United, they'll play either Watford or Tramier. Not Watford again, please. And it will be a way. You know, I, I won't, when, I, when I watched the draw, I just couldn't believe we were first out again, technically. I didn't watch you. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't be asked. So I thought, I know what's going to happen again. We ne- we never. I'm never going to get my dream ever. It's never going to happen. What's your dream? To go somewhere I've never been. Oh, I've got 86 grounds ticked off. So there's a small window of. So what is the small teams that you haven't been to then? There's a, well, I didn't even look. 
this time because there's a few that I mean I've, I went to, been to Tramir twice anyway so that's another one you think oh well does anybody remember the um, Tramir game in the FA Cup when it was streamed on FA.com FA.com I was there it was freezing cold quarter past <laughs> six kickoff. I'm actually surprised they never did that again I don't think anyone watched it no. I did. I remember watching it. I remember watching it, and it was the worst picture quality. I just made out of the jobs. I, I, scored. Think, I think we ended up playing. Didn't we play Crystal Palace on FA on the FA website? No, as well, when no, Danny that was an ITV uh, four, wasn't it? Yeah, with the Butterfield hat trick. Oh, was that, <laughs> that was that was when you was bigging up um, Big Jeffrey as well. I'd be Janji Boyer. Yeah. Oh, he was great. <laughs> I think I did put him in the worst team of the decade in the end. So we went full circle. Yeah. Oh, gents, but yeah, let's let's never talk about that game again, shall we? It was, it was so bad that it's... it's gonna, there was a game against Stoke um, about eight years ago, nine years ago. There was nil-nil. I think there was like about five shots in the entire game. I think that was worse than that game. It was just... To be in front of the nation again as well. I bet you there's been games in the Championship recently where we have said the same thing. Where there's been barely anyone turned up. Or in League One. The Wigan one at home sticks out when we got shafted in the was it was it Wigan the 90th minute under Lambert yeah yeah the corner and I think that was like their only time they got out their half not that we got out our no. half either but but there was still, that's the thing there was still chances for the other team yeah. so you can still kind of semi enjoy at least seeing something happen yeah maybe we've got to write it off maybe we're spoiled maybe there's Wolves fans I think that might be what's happened yeah. maybe we're just spoiled now it's a good football and expecting things to happen every time we turn up at Molyneux okay let's move on from this forget that game let's talk about the January transfer window it's open for business Mendes is rubbing his hands he's got his checkbook ready well no it wouldn't be his checkbook he's got his contract ready he's polishing his trophy eh? yes, his, he won the um, agent of the year again and he's going to get it again yeah. It's it's his Ballon d'Or, isn't it? <laughs> he's going to get ready for it. Um, before we talk about specific players, there's one that comes to mind, which links to the Man United game. How important is this, not just this window, the next couple of windows? Because we've now got a side which, yes, has been together for the last couple of years, but how do they push on going forward? You know, people have talked about, yet yeah, we need to get lots of we need we need to fill that squad this this month. But I think it's sometimes difficult to get quality and quantity at the same time. If you buy too many players, you might disrupt the obvious harmony there is in the side at the moment. And who gets who goes out if people come in? Are they all going to be first teamers? Are they going to be squad players? How do you convince those squad players to come if they don't feel like they're going to get a chance? I think it's a difficult window. I think that's the advantage that we've got there with having the whole small squad thing that everyone does will have a chance. Mm. And that small squad has been bolstered on the bench by kids. So, you're saying, well, they, they, there's your chance. You take your chance, you'll play. If not, you'll be on the bench at least. So, uh, for for us, I think we're in a better position than like, Everton and Man United and other teams who've got like 30-odd players. Um, and we're an attractive proposition. We'll look at, again, Neto, Traore, Dendonka, Cody, Doherty, the list of players that Nuno and friends have all coach and improve massively. If you want to be, if you want to learn and progress as a player, come here. It's, the, it's all out there. From you know, we ain't going to be signing mercenaries. We ain't going to be signing people like Danny Drinkwater for six months. So, if they want quality people as well, I don't mm. think we've got a problem. I really know. How many people do you also need to bring in, Jordan? Do you think this month? Um. It depends on going out as well, doesn't it, I guess. And also, Bolly's fitness is a big thing. Although, Sace has played like immense there. Mm. For me, I think we probably need three. Mm. I think. If I've been... Yeah, I think we need a centre-half, a centre-midfielder and a striker. We need a spine, basically. I think so, yeah. And But are these uh, people who are cover, or are these people who start? Well, I said this, I think, on the podcast... Well just before Christmas about I think that we're not on the same scale as that that team yet but I almost feel like we're at that Tottenham level where maybe a couple of seasons ago where they were second a couple of years in a row where that one you could name that one to 11 um, and they were buying players and people just sitting on the bench and leaving again when they you know Harry, you know, Harry Kane was up front but they were buying like Soldado and all these players who you know never got a chance and never got a sniff Janssen another one just because that one to 11 was that good and I think our one to 11 He's very good. Um, so it's that... I think we're in the position of... We've got to... Yeah, it's quality over quantity, 100%. But 
you want, you know, we need to sign levels of play. The levels of players that Wolves want to sign and for us to get to that next level, they've got to be going straight into that team, mm. and that's where it's going to be tricky. Um, yeah, because how do you convince? This is what this is the whole Jimenez argument that how do you convince someone to come when they know they are probably majority going to be sitting on the bench every week? That type of player, if you want a quality player, is difficult to get. Surely. Well, if we're going to upgrade on Jimenez, then put him straight in. Put Jimenez on the bench. There's no, well, no, Nuno's been ruthless before. And if so, if there's someone better out there for our system and our, the way we play... But you're going to buy that in January, though? Well, no. no, no That's no. what I mean. Yeah. So. so, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at things... Like, but you're looking at players who, again, with our model of recruitment, who are not getting a chance at the clubs at the mini... And have got potential. We're not going to be buying in finished articles because mm. we don't do that. Barring Patricio and Matinho, but that's was exceptional circumstances. So, but I don't see the point in just bringing filler. You got to you got to bring in improvements. And if if you're not going to get improvements, then just stay as you are. So, is it better then to spend more money on one or two players than bringing in three or four who you think maybe in a year's time are going to? Yeah. Well, in January, for me, yeah, yeah. For me, I'd I'd spend. Well, well, we got sixty million, maybe. I love that. that we <laughs> Possibly, should we spend Throw sixty away. million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all right this time. Jimenez was thirty. I mean, it's obviously a more over the contract length and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But so we are uh, sixty, seventy million possibly to spend if you boil it down like that. So I'd spend that on three. I mean, midfield, absolutely, absolutely. We can't just have Matinho and Neves every week. Mm. Uh, Gibbs White's still injured, so you don't know when he's coming back. Saiz can cover there, but that's all he can do. He can cover. And we're much weaker when Saiz is in midfield. Bring back Alfred Undai. That's what I keep saying. Uh, For me, personally, though, I think this is arguably our most important window under Fosen, just because of... It's a bit of limbo at the fact of... there's. I'm sure we're going to talk on to it that there's... um, you know, some of the players are now getting linked away with other clubs. I think it's imperative we keep those. But I think it's also imperative that if we've got aspirations to keep improving and knock down these walls and go down, um, go further in the Europa League, that we do need to get the quality. And, you know, we can get around that with loans to buy and all that sort of stuff. But again, if someone's performing at a club right now, that club's going to want the, the going rate plus... Mm. 10, 20 million just to get that player now? Because next summer we could see a big turnover. Because I know we have loads of people saying, oh, you know, Wolves are a bigger club than Man U and Arsenal now. But I think that's a bit in our heads to footballers. Those areas and those clubs are still going to be an attractive prospect. And if those clubs are going to willing to pay over the odds for one of our players, and Fosen as an investment company are going to make double, maybe triple what they bought for, they're going to sell, aren't they? Well... Maybe, but it'll but be it'll be the test is whether they actually keep the players and say no, we are going to, and they convince the players to stay because that they can see where they are going in the future. But they're stubborn as well, and if they don't get where they want, look at the, the Thomas Cook thing. They weren't willing to spend that little bit of money, which they obviously did have, to completely take over because the the whole thing was a shit show. So why would you invest in? but that's a different thing altogether. But they didn't pump up the money that was being asked of them because they had a certain valuation. So Let's not have business talk on this podcast. <laughs> Politics <laughs> talk is banned, business talk. But the only reason we should be selling players is if they want to go. If you want to go, then fuck off. Just fight. Yeah. Just sell them. Just sell them. There's no point keeping unhappy players, especially with the squad harmony that we've obviously got. Um, I want to do in that boardroom. Piss off, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, there's no point. I mean, it's just... It's no good for anyone keeping unhappy players around. So, uh, under that circumstance only, for me. I just just, want, just to make a quick book. Well, yeah. no, we don't need to. I just wonder whether Wolves, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, are trying to almost follow like a Man City model. If you look years ago when they really came to prominence, apart from Hart to an extent, at the time and their peak, that spine was Hart, Company, Silver, Aguero. And up until last season, Company was still there. Silver and Aguero, so they've all, they've all, what they've always done, they've brought in the odd player at an expensive price and developed them over time. And I've de- I think back at the start of the Premier League, or maybe you could t- at the start of the, the Championship, Wolves have a spine of Patricio, Bolli, Matinho, Jimenez, and they are developing a team and adding people around that spine. And at one point, 
that spine will go, a new spine will come in and you can from that. And I just wonder whether next summer we are going to start seeing this version of Wolves, that spine will go and a new spine will come in and they'll go... For, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, I just yeah, would, absolutely. I just, like, whereas Man United and Arsenal in the past, they've just, like, they've just bought a player and thrown them in. Yeah, I think it's imperative that you build, like you say, we, Fosen want to build a legacy here. This isn't like a a couple season wonder and <clears throat> we're going to sell all our assets and then we're going to just drop down the leagues and stuff. It's just not going to happen that way. Everything they've said is we want, to, we want sustained success. We want to break the top four. We want to be big in Europe. We want to win leagues, trophies. And everything they've done to this point backs up what they've said. Mm. Like they're not. You see some owners come in, they talk all this bollocks and then you know like it falls flat on its arse like Leeds have had a few owners and all this sort of stuff and it all sounds great and it's what the fans want to hear but Fosen have actually backed it up mm. um, we have got a great spine there and that's where that's the challenge of improving on that that you need mm. to get one or two each time add another cog to it add another cog to it it's like when the when they signed Bernardo Silverman City adding to your point Dave like he didn't come in and start starting game straight away but now he's probably yeah. just as he's the David Silver replacement He's had 18 months That's to the club. That's what I mean. Because like next summer there. for Man City, Aguero, isn't the, the thing that Aguero might be going this summer? I think so. Silva's going anyway. Yeah. Like Laporte would have been for company, but he obviously had that bad injury. Yeah. And you could see that, you, like you say, there is a rotation. Yeah, because with Edison and Laporte, that's a new spine starting. Yeah. This, is what, this is what I think Wolves are trying to do. But we did the same thing with Traore. Traore was bought last season. He's only come through this year, after a year of training under mm. Nuno. So, and Thelwell said something two years ago. Um that we've got three transfer windows ahead, planning-wise, mm. and the whole 5,000 players on the scouting listing. <laughs> so... Uh, we've got an like, Excel spreadsheet with, like, filter right now. Filter that bit. <laughs> yeah. Filter that bit. Again, football manager. Yeah. He's got his algorithms going. <laughs> <laughs> double t- tick mid- midfielder, defender, keep the ticks on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double up on your options, playing two positions. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, the, the spine building... I mean, it... We're under no illusion that eventually Cody will be replaced. Eventually. Yeah. And, but again, there's no reason to do it unless you've got someone better. And not Christoph better. Hey. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about certain transfers then. Uh, the first one that we know now that Cavallero's permanently gone to Fulham now. There was that, it was going to happen next summer, but they've brought it forward now. And he's yeah, long now. Yeah. Um, it, he's now the highest sold fee. <laughs> 15 million. For all players. Uh, yeah. Which beats Fletcher's 14 previous million. Uh, when Costa goes next summer, um, he will be the joint one. Don't know, I got that wrong with Cav. It was an option, wasn't it, for Cav to be bought next summer? Yeah, Costa's, Costa was the... Uh, Costa's a permanent. Yeah. But still, they decided to buy him. Yeah, they, they had, it was a thing. They had an option to buy at any time. Yeah. That's what it was. But by next summer, Wolves have basically nearly paid off the Jimenez fee. By selling Costa and Cav, <laughs> I mean Jesse's still in the background working the magic, isn't he? That's what he's doing. <laughs> well, again, it's players who served a purpose, yeah. and were moved on at profit, amazingly. So, and you you look at the the players in the team. I mean, Benny and Ruddy, both on freeze. They're eventually going to go, and they'll probably get bring a couple of million in, mm. maybe. Again, surplus to requirements. Cody and Docker on long-term contracts. Twenty twenty-three. Pay the money. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the player who didn't play on Saturday. Who, at time of the recording, it sounds like he's actually going to go. Uh, Patrick Catrone sounds like he's going to go on loan to Fiorentina for the rest of the season. Didn't play on Saturday. Uh, Tim Spears, through his sources, says that it was reported because they didn't want to get him injured in case they did get rid of him. Uh, why hasn't it worked? Worked for Catrone. Because he came in as someone to almost be a backup or compete with Jimenez, but it you know it seems like he's got all the the work, but it just hasn't worked for him. He's he's lonely. Eh? He's I mean, uh, at it's 19- not a Van Dam thing, is it? <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. I think that's if you look at the, the, the again this good old Timmy Spears article in the Athletic about the fact that he can only talk to the conditioning coach and the cleaner mm. in his native language for six months. It's going to mess with your head. Yeah, I mean. It, I couldn't go over to Italy now at 36 years old, let alone 19, and, and not speak to anyone. It's in person. Obviously, he's got Skype and whatever. You could speak in the language of beer. <laughs> Did you do a pub crawl in Venice? Yeah, beer, beer and wine. Yeah. When in Rome, yeah. literally. <laughs> but um, I think that's exactly what it is. I think if he can't speak to anyone, then he can't settle. And if he can't settle, then he's not going to be on the wavelength of everyone else. 
So it's just unfortunate. I think it's exactly a Yellen Van Dam situation, and to it's better for everyone for him to go away, re-evaluate in the summer, and then maybe get our money back for him. But does he go and come back? Not for me, and I don't mean that in terms of like you know. I think he could go there and score ten goals, but I still don't think he'd come back to Wolves now. I just think that there's obviously. As a young lad, it just hasn't worked out for him. And I think the one thing that, you know, you see people on Twitter again or, you know, hear fans giving him a bit of a rough time, Catrone. But the one thing you can't knock him for is that he, you can tell every time he puts on a Wolf shirt, he runs his He's got the off. work rate, isn't he? Yeah. And that is, it might be the fact that he's just simply not good enough, which, again, that's not necessarily his fault, but not settling in a country into a new team that isn't going to help yeah. things either so I think if he goes back to Italy and scores a bucket load of goals Fiorentina or whoever it is who he goes to will pay the money and he'll be a success there I just think it's one of those things that just hasn't worked you imagine, unfortunate. you imagine Twitter if he starts scoring goals but you imagine the few <coughs> he's doing you could have the situation though where he goes back to Italy scores 10 maybe and but learns English in Italy in his own environment, with his family around him, mm. more chilled out, comes back, he can talk to people, he can communicate. He make, it'll make a load of difference. You don't know. Yeah. It, if that happened, then fine. Bring him back. If if not, then just cut our losses, don't we? And it's just, it's just one of them. Do you think if you told him this time last year, he's beloved by AC Milan, oh, Patrick, you're going to be playing for Fiorentina this time next year? No. <laughs> That's the thing. It's sort of like, he's come to Wolves as a... I suppose a stepping stone for his ultimately his career. Mm. In the fact, I know AC Milan have got money problems and stuff, and he didn't ultimately want to leave. But he's come to Wolves for us to give him a platform, which is in what we do with young players to grow. And then he, he's seen it as a stepping stone, whether that's right or wrong. He's probably seeing Wolves mm. as a stepping stone in his move. But now, now he's going back to Fiorentina. It's probably like well, in Italian football, it's probably like two steps back, isn't it, from where he was, like I said, this time mm. last year. So, I mean. I, w- I want him to do well. I hope he goes there and scores a bucket load. And if we can come back and integrate him back into the squad and he wants to be here, then great. But if not, the one thing you can say is not he's never appeared to us to throw his toys out the pram. It's just, sadly, it just hasn't mm. worked. So you can't really begrudge it and um, going. Like. You could say he didn't fit the system. He probably would have fitted better in the 3-5-2. But now in 3-4-3. I know people said that for, the, for Italy, he plays on the left of a three. Mm. But he was never going to... You never felt like he was going to butcher a, a Jota or a Neto. And because, I think, you know, people like, because Traore had vastly come through the team, he just thought he's not going to even butcher Traore in any kind of way. No. And he, he was, in in a two, he would have been ideal to play with Jota mm. instead of Jimenez on occasion, which I think was probably the plan. But it never happened. No. So, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, it's, I think that's exactly what it is. But we don't get to sing the song anymore. Or do we just sing it anyway? Well, if people want to sing it, I suppose they can sing <laughs> it. I mean, I don't think it'll be heard at Molyneux for some time, but yeah, I mean, it's a catchy tune, isn't it? So if you want to sing it, sing it. <laughs> just people crying lots of peace. <laughs> All right, okay, we've got more about the January transfer window. We've got Newcastle and other bits to come up after this. Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show and my voice is here, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers, they're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So, take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Right, let's talk about other rumours and links in the January transfer window. Um, randomly at the Man United game, post-game in the press conference, there was questions to Nuno and Ole about a rumour of um, Jimenez to Man United. Both managers gave very PR answers. 
Um, there's also a rumour come out today that Man United are looking at Neves in this window as well. Um, surely that's not going to happen this month. Surely that would happen more likely in the summer if it did. What would they step backwards? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's however silly it is. Why would you go there? The place is a joke, <laughs> and all of them. Neves not so much anymore, but. But is it at, about money again? If if Man United think, turned round and said, "I'll give you a hundred million for both players," as a fan, no, I wouldn't take hundred million for both of them. I'd take hundred million for how times have changed. Well, I'm don't, not taking a hundred million. <laughs> I don't think not for both of them. I think you're talking sixty each at least for the. You look at it for their impact for us, not their value. How, how much would it cost us to replace them? And never sees potential still I in the future. Well, <laughs> no, I know, I know you got your things on no, that. No, it's you know, he's okay. So it Man, United, Man United tomorrow bid 120 million. For, no, for, for both Jimenez and Neves. Are you saying, yep, that's fine. There you go. Thanks, thanks very much. Not in January now. You're rejecting 120 million pounds. We've got 120 million pounds anyway. Laughing. I'm just I laughing. Know, <laughs> I'm just laughing at the prospect that we're happy to reject 120 million pounds. Because what what would that achieve for us? Maybe pissing about in Do you remember 16th? when we had Savile and Rowe? I mean, we're rejecting easy under twenty million pounds. I mean, this is like when you're on Monopoly and you've got the corner of doom with all the hotels and you're just raking the money in. You look at how it stands. You're rejecting a hundred. <laughs> how it stands now, we'd, we'd be left with Benny Ashley Seal up front and Sace in midfield. Hey, on Saturday for the rest of the season. On Saturday, he's going to be our striker on the bench, probably, isn't he? Probably Bass. <laughs> Catch a bit of bass. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't do stupid nonsense. I mean, they're not going to go anyway. Man United can bid whatever they want. The, the place is not as lucrative and big Hollywood lights as it used to be. Mm. I mean, why would you? The manager's not going to be there in eighteen months at best. The fans, well, Man United fans are their own special breed anyway, especially at home. Um, why would you want the pressure when you're adored here? You got everything you want here. You're in your national team here, and you're gonna play first team football here. It's just a no-brainer for me. They basically made a third kit because of you <laughs> in Jimenez. Yeah, I mean, in the summer, absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Would you be happy with that, Jordan? Both go in the summer. Not for 120 million, no. Um, for what fee, though? What's that, what? What are you happy with? Come on, man, you. You I want know. them. We'd milk them, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd, 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 I don't, you know what? The transfer window is that stupid now, but it's not about the value of the player anymore. It's the value of that player plus the value to mm. the team sort of thing. So it has changed a little bit. For me, I might be controversial here, but I think if the right bid's coming in for the summer for both of them, you look at them. And I think Foe's going to look at it as well. Um, not saying I want to sell them, but Jimenez has never been worth more in his lifetime. He's going to mm. be 30 years old. He's, he's now really a peak or just about to go over the peak? <laughs> Arguably. And he's and he's never, like, again, Nuno, you know, he's been brilliant at Wolves. Look at it. Look at his career outside of Wolves. It's been okay. Mm. So, as far as a, an investment company, it's all about buying and selling when you, your assets are worth the most money you're ever going to get from him. So, I think Jimenez is more likely to leave than Neves. But you think, and also, like Stu says, I do agree with you. There's still slight question marks over Neves. Yes, he's got the potential to go forward. If you've got a chance to sell someone for nearly triple that you paid for him, and you don't know where that career's going to go, wouldn't surprise me still. If, yeah, see, if you talk, it's also now 60, 60 million for Neves in the summer with a forty percent sell-on clause. Bite your hand off, absolutely. And, and who is their agent? Exactly. This is what you know. It just wouldn't surprise me in the summer, like you said, Jordan. If, no. if, if both went, and I don't, I don't want them to go at all. But I think that, like I say, as an investment company, Foes and look at they're going to look at their assets as right. Are they worth the absolute maximum right now? Jimenez for sure. Mm. Neves probably not because he's not been fantastic, and I, I'll say that through gritty. Probably hasn't been well. Yeah, Moutinho is better than Neves. I think everyone's. Mm. Fan would admit that, but so, is the idea that Neves is supposed to be his natural successor? But yeah, I think for myself, it's like that. If 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 Man United come knocking in in the summer and they say eighty million pound for Jimenez and eighty million pound for Neves, hypothetically speaking, mm. I think you take that. Yeah. Gen- genuinely, I do think you take I guess, that. I guess about well, the issue of selling Neves, 
now, or you know, well, this year, is that Nevis is still seen as the poster boy of the Fosen era. Yeah, I know when Costa came and he was initially, but Nevis really is the poster boy. He's the first big, big signing. He's still the guy that he scores a goal from 30 odds out. He's the Sky BT Sports highlight real dream. And I just think, will they be looking to still centre, you know, just not just a lot of marketing and that around him still going forward? But he's still young enough. Either the whole thing, the comparison thing. Rabinho was the same for Man City, mm. and they soon got rid of him. Again, probably, I can't even remember where he went. AC, AC Milan, didn't he, I think. Mm. That didn't really, I mean, again, bought absolute marketing dream, beat, beat everyone to it on that, again, that article in The Athletic about uh, Gary Cook, superb, um, whoever wrote that, um, about that time at Man City, and he was bought in, he didn't even know where he was signing yeah, for. Yeah. He thought he was going to Chelsea, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. He thought he was, and then so he, all he knew was that it was someone in the Premier League, and that he didn't care where. So to, again, Neves was the poster boy, but everyone moves on. So, I mean, I'd, you look at Wolves now. You would the, I think the lazy thing would be to say, oh yeah, Neves, but everyone else. You look at Patricio, Martino, even Doherty and Troyer right now as well. If somebody put in our group chat today, which I, I agree with, they said that they could imagine Patricio to Man U. He almost feels like a Man United signing, like Van der Sar when he went from Fulham to Man U. Yeah, but I mean, well, on paper as well, currently, certainly on current form, he's better than De Gea. Yeah. But that's what I mean. When you start evaluating it, and it'd be really hard to say, but if you if you asked any Wolves fan to name the three most important players to Wolves right now, You'd have an argument that they both wouldn't be in there. I think Jimenez probably would get in most, but arguably at the moment it's Patricio Martino Traore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, um, Jimenez against Watford was pathetic. He, he just didn't want to be there. I know he was probably absolutely knackered. That's what I mean, though. He's but, just not getting rested yeah. at all. But it, there was nothing from him whatsoever. I mean, everyone else, I mean, we all thought this conditioning and the rest periods and everything else. But he just. His whole bod language just seemed off. Do you yeah. want to be at Watford on New Year's Day? I know you were there, weren't well, you? Yeah. I was there, masked up. Yeah. Again. No, 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 I want to be at Watford in about three, four weeks' time either, which is possibly going to happen again. Yeah. Oh, There's other rumours as well. <laughs> Traore being linked with what eighty an eighty million euro move to Man City. No, which double it. Yeah. Well, Sterling went there. What, four years ago for sixty? No, you're looking. Yeah, you are. You're, you're looking how, how the market is. Yeah. If that Nicholas Pepe could get to Arsenal for seventy nine million quid, but it just shows you how I think you mentioned how it's bonkers. Yeah, you, you, the you inflation are, rate is just stupid. You are, you are talking over hundred million for the trial right now. With the way the way the market is in but the in, way. in in six months. Yeah, if you said how much is Troy worth in the summer. Would you probably say the same amount that we bought him? There's well, always that potential still fit yeah. tag with him. You'd probably say you'd, you'd take 30 for him in the summer. We saw, the we were talking about it on the live show, were we? In the, and before the season start, well, just before the season started, so yeah, you give him away. You send him on loan for a year. Yeah. And now, now it's over 100 million. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, players, rumours that players coming in, it's very sparse at the moment. There's always these little rumours, but the, the strongest one is this Leonardo C- Campana. I'm going to say Campana. Company. Yeah. Oh, someone is going to correct me. Nineteen-year-old uh, fielded on the on the blower. Yeah, nineteen-year-old uh, striker from Barcelona SC. Is that how you say it properly? I don't know if that's like a secret abbreviation. Or something <laughs> else. Someone's going to tell me otherwise. Um, I've, I, I've not heard this guy. Anybody else? No, 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 no idea. Uh, so, a nineteen-year-old striker. Is that the type of player that Wolves are probably looking for in this window? That young player to be the backup to Jimenez. Well, the, the, they've said development squad, so I don't think you. Oh, be. really? I thought yeah, they said, said the first team. Said under, there was a couple of reports that I read said he was going straight into under nineteens. Oh. Is is, oh well, is, is this year's Lee, Lee Evans? Yeah, <laughs> the Lee Evans award. Is there a story that we are about to sign the annual academy signing in January? This seventeen-year-old Dutch. He's not signed. He might have. I don't. I think he was or about a, to sign. Yeah, from, I, think, I thought he was nailed on. M- Months ago, anyway, that it was just going to. But happen. there's somebody, there's yeah. some Dutch defender that we're going to sign, which is our annual academy signing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was going to, I was going to say that ju- this just smells of Rafa Mir or Air all over again, but hopefully, under, hopefully not. Under 23s, it is. <laughs> but if Wolves are getting rid of Catrone, and it seems like that's going to happen this week, 
that means there must be somebody coming in. Surely they wouldn't do it. Surely. No, no, we absolutely do need a striker. There's no two ways about it. Like you said, what Stu said then about Jimenez at Watford. He was on his arse. He's blowing. Like, and arguably, that's his biggest... One of his biggest strengths is that he's tireless in his performance. He just couldn't move. He was knackered. And, like, again, there's that small... You know, we've got a small squad and ultimately we don't have a lot of injuries but if we had two or three injuries we, as a club we'd be the wrong mm. players we'd be in the gutter like we could literally just drop because you know we've been fortunate that we've not had any big players out for a long time other than Willy Bolly since in well, since Nuno's been there so I think a striker's imperative um, and yeah it's we need it's well it's not just imperative it, we need to pay and get a striker in so just to share the workload with Jimenez ultimately we want an upgrade on Jimenez and I know that's very hard to get especially in January but yeah. that's the level of signing we need to be able to say right we want to break this top four top six whatever you want to call it we want to you know advance in Europa League and we want to have a crack at winning it because get the right players in I, I, I genuinely think we've got a real good chance of winning the competition when you look at Manu and Arsenal being the favourites for it so I think this is a big like I say I think it's a really important January transfer window for us well, there was a video last week on Twitter well, about Man United fans saying when they were asked it sort of um, the Emirates if you want to face Arsenal in the, the next stage of the Europa League and you went I don't want to face Arsenal I don't want to face Wolves and you think yes that's so good yes <laughs> Did, is it possible I don't know how who you would pick but is a type of player an older player an older striker who can bag who's a known scorer who can back a few goals late in the season on loan, a perfect option. I'm trying to talk... I'm not trying to say this type of player. I'm not trying to say this player, but someone like a Jermaine Defoe back a couple of... two or three years ago, you bring him for six months, you have him on the bench, and you know that you can play him for 20 minutes in the last 20 minutes, and you know they're probably going to bag a few goals. I'll test Southampton 50 million for Danny Ings. I mean, he's form at the minute. Yeah, but do you see, like, you know, like you, you'd say someone like Giroud, but you know you wouldn't get Giroud because he'd want to play first, you know, he'd want to start. But when that, is that the option that we're we trying to go for? I just don't think we'll play older, with a very, very rare exception. They did it with a phobia, though, didn't they? They brought a phobia in really to, to have someone to make sure they got us over the line in those last few games. Yeah, it's trying to think. I can't even think of anyone. That's what I mean. No, I, I there's can't. No think. one that screams. And I'm like sure that's like a, a Batshuayi, you know. I'm not saying we would get that him, but that type of player, you know, no. you can help share the workload, but you know, you need someone that you can then in the summer go again and, and yeah. get the player permanently you want to get. We'll go back to Giroud. I, I think we could do a lot worse than Giroud, put it like that. Mm. I generally do. I think he's. I don't he's not going to want to sit on the bench, though, again, is he? That's the thing. No, but there's far worse players out there and I think as a player again not saying he'd come in and start over Jimenez but I think he'd fit the system quite well mm. and again I'm not saying we're going to get Drew or saying we should get Drew but yeah we could do a lot worse and that, that's I think that's you know if we get in a short term deal on loan he wouldn't be a bad shout mm. but again I'm sure Fosen have got fingers in pies and we've got someone we've never even heard of we're going to hit the highlight mm. reel on YouTube and go wow <laughs> And hopefully he's not Jeffrey Mujangi Beer again. <laughs> oh, I'd bring him back in a heartbeat. <laughs> bring him back. He can be the experienced pro that we need. Uh, he, he will be, be now. He's about yeah. to be late thirties now, isn't he? <laughs> look, look. A couple of months ago, a base manager now. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of months ago, Jeff. She said, "I think we will have a good window in January." So if Jeff says it. I'm believing it. Because if it doesn't happen, I'll be writing a strongly worded letter. Yeah, he was just talking. He was just talking about the double glazing and the Steve Ball. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Right, we turn our attentions to Saturday. Wolves are at home to Newcastle United. Three o'clock kickoff, everybody. Shock horror. What's going on? Uh, Newcastle, it's odd because they've had a bit of a resurgence under Steve Bruce when we all thought they'd been relegation fodder. Uh, their last game, they drew one all with uh, Rochdale in the FA Cup. 40 year old, what was his name? Aaron Wilbram, wasn't it? Yep, it's got the equaliser, so they'll have a replay at St. James's Park. Last time this season, Wolves drew one all at St. St Andrews what was I going to say St Andrews for? <laughs> St James's Park um, Newcastle are 13th in the league they're only 5 points behind us uh, but they have lost their last 3 league games they won last on the 21st of December 1-0 to Palace their last 5 is loss win loss 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 what do we think of Newcastle because again they started off poorly but then all of a sudden out of nowhere they really started to pull the results out of the bag I know they look on that form they've dipped again but it's not one to think. It's on because it's not one to think again. Oh, this will be an easy three points on Saturday. I'd be very, very angry if we don't batter them. 
They looked absolutely woeful on Saturday morning. And we've had a week's rest as well. Saturday afternoon against against Rochdale. Mm. Where, where they didn't rest players. They played who they had available because they got ridiculous muscle injuries that they never had before. Bruce went there. Bit of a coincidence. Um, but they, they've got... I mean, Jolington was booed again at the end. And just to think we were annoyed 40, 40 when we didn't get pissed at the wall. They're just a joke. They're, they're a joke club every year. And they've you do know they're going to win 2-0 now, after you said all this. Well, look what happened last year. with it. We flew to it again at yeah. home. But they're with just... Bolly <laughs> fouling the keeper. <laughs> Good old VAR not being there. In, industrial challenge, that was. Yeah. Um, they're a joke, and they need put into the sword properly. And I think after the last week and a bit, I think we need something like that to just get everyone up a bit. I mean... Liverpool, what happened there, and then Watford, that was a bit drab as well, and then the Boarfest. I think we need a performance, yeah. and it's so I say it's an ideal opposition. But if we get an early goal and everyone's up for it, I think we, someone at last is going to get a tank in. <laughs> at last, well, Wolves haven't won in three now in all competitions. Jordan, full strength Wolves, they're going to go for it. Hope so. Um, no, they've got Benny Ashley Seal front. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, prize the be- the be- if we turn up and play to the best of our abilities, and they turn up and play to their best of the best of their abilities, we beat them every game, every yeah. day of the week. Um, I'll throw it to Steve Bruce a little bit. I don't think he's done a horrendous job there, mm. as bad as they were Saturday. Um, I think everyone thought they were going to be probably twentieth this year. With yeah. The fans were revolting, and you've, it was a bit of a laughing stock, really. Um, but they are above Villa, which is nice to hear. About. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah everyone's think, above Villa, though, apart from t- a couple. Two. There's a couple down there. Um, but I don't think they're. Uh, I think he's done an okay job there. I know they haven't won in three, but I think Man City and Liverpool are in that in that run of three mm. as well. So yeah, like, I fully, you know, I'd be really disappointed if we don't get three points. Put it like that. And I think that we turn up, we play to the best of our abilities, we win every day of the week. I just can't believe it's a three o'clock kickoff. <laughs> Cannot believe. When was the last time we had a three o'clock Southampton at home? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Probably. Yeah. Someone so correct me. No, I think it is. Definitely at home, anyway. Yeah. Was that September, October? <laughs> oh, that was so long ago. When Jeffrey Majanji B is only thirty years old. Have you just already Googled that? Yeah. And I'm telling you, he's still in his prime. Bring in, him in, back. My, in my mind, Palace just know about it, where. He, <laughs> I'm sure Jeffrey Majanji B is someone where I think it was last year someone shared a picture of him and he looks like he's 50 well after we spoke about it on the worst <laughs> oh no this is somebody else then. the worst team of the decade no no I saw that oh, his Wikipedia page he looked like he was 65 That's what, okay so then maybe it was just he was really exhausted that game then maybe yeah he's playing for Maccabee Peter Tikva wherever that is see let's just offer them 60 million They'll take it. We can have him back. Israel Football Club. We can have him back. Look, I'm telling you, he's loan to buy. Yeah, loan to buy. <laughs> Six months. Come in, do a job. Yeah, you're and back. We'll we'll, we'll 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 release the clause. We'll, we'll, have, him. <laughs> we'll have him. Okay, so Newcastle at the weekend. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Three points. Let's start their first win of the year. Hopefully, gentlemen. You know what it's time for now. You know what it's time for. If I can, my phone can work. It's time for the quiz, everybody. Big fat quiz of 2020. It is. Well, no, it's just a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we're going to do the quiz, everybody. Um, play along home at WFC Fancast uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook Wolves Fancast, or email us podcast at wolvesfancast.com. Let us know how you get on. Every time we get a comment about the quiz, it is literally, please, can you make it easier? And the answer is no. <laughs> because if you get more than one point on this quiz, that you have put that on your CV. Because yeah. I think people will be very, very proud of that. <laughs> Uh, Dan has done the quiz. Dan did say in the group chat today that he's very, very proud of this quiz this week. Uh, it is a good quiz, gentlemen. Uh, so get your phones ready, get your notes ready. Again, we'd like to see you at home when you're listening, writing down your answers and sharing your answers, showing your workings out. Are you ready, everybody? Stu so. versus Jordan. By the way, Jordan, have you won a quiz yet this year? I'm, I'm two out of two. Yeah. Two out of two? Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Stu? No. Oh, what's <laughs> happened? Reigning champion. Have you, are you keeping a tally of a uh, leaderboard this year? Not yet. I'll I'll go back and you're gonna go it. back to the archive <laughs> when I win one. I'll, I'll go and check. Okay, <laughs> here we go. The quiz, everybody. Here we 
ago, three years ago today of recording, uh, Wolves knocked Stoke City out of the FA Cup thanks to goals from Helder Costa and Matt Doherty. Who were our two centre-backs that day? I'll give you a point each for each one. So on that game where Wolves won 2-0, I remember Doc scoring a blind of a free kick that day. Kimi had a blind room goal as well. But who were the two centre-backs for Wolves that day? Stu seems to be right on it. He's written down his yeah. answers. Um, Jordan's right down his. Uh, Stu, you're that confident. I'll come to you first. That casting goal was superb. So. It was. Williamson and House. Williamson and House. It really was Williamson as well. What it? have you gone for? Um, I've gone for House. Yeah. And I went for Ebanks Landell. It is Williamson. I think it? for the first time this season, someone's got both of them right. Stu's got it right. It was Williamson oh, and House. Couldn't think of the so it's one. two one. I'll give you the point anyway. Thank Jordan you. for that one. Next question, uh, former Man United and Wolves player Darren Ferguson is the current manager of what football club? So Darren Ferguson is the current manager of what football club? Obviously former Man United and Wolves player. People write down mm. their answers here. He's not where he was for ages anyway, I know that. No, that's, he's, <laughs> he's, been, he's, he's gone <laughs> there and back so many times. Here we go, Jordan Country first. MK Dons? MK Dons. I said posh again. <laughs> the answer is, for the third time, Peterborough. Has he gone back? Yeah, I, thought, I knew he got back. I, again, I, yeah. I thought he might have been sacked again, but since then, but <laughs> what is going on? It's there? three-one to Stu. It oh, might be the God. time, Stu. Here we go. And Jordan's record is under threat. You need to pull this back. I'm in trouble here. Here we go. Next <laughs> question. In 1997, Hall of Famer Andy Thompson left Wolves for what club? 97. Stu's so quick as well. <laughs> Good God, I'm in 97, Hall of Famer Andy Thompson left Wolves for what club? He's, oh. he's been doing his training. He's been going through his Wolves trivia books. Yeah. He, he didn't like not winning, does he? Yeah. The, the champion's been there. Yeah. He's been like, right, I'm going to get not the chaser. Uh, oh. I'm waiting for Jordan. Oh, God, I ain't got. I don't know the answer. Are you passing? No, no, I'll, 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 I'll have a guess. We'll listen to the correct answer Stu, first. Stu, I'll let you go first. It's your turn. I think he's put this in because we could play on Tramir. Tramir is one answer. What's your it answer? It was Tramir, wasn't it, as well? Um, I put Coventry, but Coventry. I do remember him at Tramir. He's, he's going away yeah. with it, isn't he? It's Tramir. Tramir, 4-1 now. I've got a feeling I don't think you can catch up here, Jordan. You might have already <laughs> had to concede defeat. Uh, here <laughs> we go. Uh, former Wolves and Newcastle icon, inverted commas, Mark McGee, played football for what German club in the 1980s? So Mark McGee. Uh, I once got an autograph off Mark McGee there's a little story for you uh, played football for what German club in the 1980s a German what, club in the 1980s what, what did he do to you when you when he, did he scowl at you when you give you uh, no he was just in a rush and asked for an autograph and he just signed it and then went off so uh, look as a kid I didn't care I was like Mark McGee I've got his autograph uh, right Mark McGee it was one, one person I'd punch in the face if I saw him I hate that man. Doesn't he do something lame like he sells um not shares but he was he was like doing time shares abroad. Or cryptocurrency or something yeah. he does, he sells like crypto. Wasn't he No. He was, was he was a non league manager last year. Yeah. There is a story floating around that he did something weird like he, he was asked to get Justin Bieber for like a Saudi Arabia concert. Someone Google it, that's Mark actually Mark happened. McGee. Yes. Why? I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure of it. Anyway, what club, Jordan? I am sulking there, so I'll just put a German. I've gone Mainz. Mainz. As a jet. As what are you going for? Kaiser Slauten. Uh No, it's Hamburg. It was Hamburg. Dude, mate, you've won this now. <laughs> Everything's for fun now. Uh, right, next one. Can you name the music track Wolves sometime com- sometimes come back out to in the second half of games, made famous by celebrity Newcastle fan and ACDC lead singer Brian Johnson? So what is the song, basically? The name of the song that Wolves sometimes come back out to in the second half of course you're already in your seat to the start of the second half ready for some exciting sexy Wolves action so you know what this song is you shouldn't be pondering it at all I don't know the name of the song no that's all right (laughs) Stu's like I need the perfect record (laughs) has anyone actually got a perfect record no this is what I mean not only has Stu won his first one that he could get the first he could get a perfect record what is that song, Stu? I d- I'll do the tiebreaker for fun as well. I can't think of it. No. Oh, he's not going to get the perfect record. I, I don't know the name of the song. Is that f- Thunder something in it? Thunderstruck or something, I've guessed that. So you've gone for Thunderstruck. What have you gone for? Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that one. 
The answer was Thunderstruck. Yeah, that's. I was thinking. Uh, you could have got that. Yeah. So four two then off the Iron Man soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Four two. We'll do the tiebreaker, but it could be a reasonable score, Jordan. If you if you get this one. Yeah, I'll take four three. That's yeah. not bad. If you get three points on this quiz and you lose, <laughs> yeah. there's something. Right, choose one anyway. Here's a tiebreaker question. Uh, outgoing Italian wonder boy Patrick Caccione <laughs> was born in Como. But in what year was the Commodore 64 released? So, Patrick Cadroni was born in, please let me say I've said this right, Como, Como. But what year was the Commodore 64 released? Mega Drive was in 91. What year was that released, people? Let us know how you got on at home as well. I don't know if that's before. I'll have a guess. Because the Commodore 64 actually was a 64-bit machine as well, way before its time, like the Jaguar was. Mm. He's really analysing this. I still can't believe you had a chance to get the record. Can't believe it. You, you, you just did a cav rolling the ball over <laughs> Watford all over again. No, I've got Collies of Slotin in wrong anyway, Hamburg, so yeah. I couldn't have McGee's. I've oh, got, yeah. I couldn't have gone still, perfect. I'll I, I put all my hopes in you, Stu. You <laughs> failed me. Right, so what are we going for? Jordan, give me a year. 1984. 84? <laughs> Silly. 88. <laughs> Tell you, Jordan was closer. 82. And you Commodore said... Si- the- Commodore 64? 82 is the answer. You can bring that up with Dan in the group. <laughs> that is the quiz, everybody. Well done, Stu. You got your first point of the season. Yes. Well Congrats. Cong- uh, uh, I'm happy with... T- I've got yeah. two points. Uh, that's enough to win most weeks. <laughs> you can set. You can retire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm consistent. Right, we're going to Twitter corner, everybody. This is your chance to send us your questions uh, at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, you can send us. Just find our page, Rules Fancast, and post on our page. And if you've got neither of those and you like your old electronic mail, we like emails. Send it to podcast at rulesfancast.com and we'll read out your question. First question, Wolfie2244 says, Why is never seemingly not taking free kicks at the moment? Do you think he's carrying a nickel or just ballooning them in training? But did he ever take... He takes direct free kicks, but he, did he ever take indirect free kicks, Nevers? I thought, I'm sure that is Matinho's job. No, no, it is. <coughs> it is Matinho, isn't it? But I think there was, a, there was one or two against Watford where he thought, that's probably Neves' range. And, he, yeah. and then Matinho. Sace against Man United as well. Yeah, yeah, that was strange. May, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe, yeah, like he's just all of a sudden can't kick a football like a bit of Space Jam he's like completely <laughs> the monsters that took all his ability um, Dean Marsden answers asks the questions that only we need to answer what is your record number of slices at Peter Hutt's all you can eat buffet I've no think I've ever been there what I don't think I've ever have do you not remember when that was the thing to do to go to a Peter Hut all you can eat buffet at lunch like when going to Imperial in town in a comparison I, I have had seven plates at Cosmo before full-on really mounted plates or not just like little starters and then building your way up no like seven meals from like the different stations <laughs> that's <laughs> it's free once you pay the 13 I remember, like, I remember when I was 13 like, quid <laughs> seven, like, I remember like at Imperial back in the day thinking like right you know you'd, you get to three plates you're like oh I'm doing really well it used to be a competition with your mates so now if I do one I'm like yeah. oh man I've really wasted my money here it's, ta- it's again it's like it's like session drinking. It's tactics. As long as, as, long as you don't eat like massive, if you keep your bread up away from yourself, well, you've got to start with the little starters first. And build your way up. No, just full on meals. <laughs> I actually go to um, a Cosmo a few weeks ago. I went to Edinburgh to watch uh, Romesh Ranganathan, and I made a massive mistake. Like first plate was okay. Second plate, I went up and I thought, right, let's just see what's about. I end up having like roast lamb and beef with chicken tikka pieces, gravy, and looked at my plate, sat down and looked at my plate and went, this isn't meant, this gravy's not meant to be on this chicken tikka. And I just sort of went, what I, I went monster? completely off the food. I was like, oh, I've ruined it. Absolutely ruined it. So I had like, yeah, went there and had one and a half plates of food. <laughs> um, Will, or at Marsto, says, 2030 predictions for the club. Any 2030? What are going to be in 10 years' time? Champions League. Champions League. Yeah. Will, 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 will we have won the Champions League? In ten years, twice, <laughs> <laughs> we would have won it at least. If we hadn't won it at least once, I'd be annoyed. Really, Matinho as manager. <laughs> Strange things have happened. You could see him being. I mean, what, he ain't going to retire for another four years, is he? At this rate, do you think Matinho is an Arteta kind of 
slight cash, slight kind of tracksuit man that he is, um, or do you think Matinho would be a proper full-on suit? No, I, I think Matinho's going suave, proper, yeah. absolute. Yeah. I reckon he's grease back hair. I think he'd look. <laughs> he'd look like Gordon Bombay in Mighty Ducks too. Yeah. <laughs> When it turns up that game, 100%, that'll be Matinho. And when things go wrong, he's going to get the cardboard cut out himself, fold yeah. it. Right, good, this is gone now. Gets the jeans on, the real me's yeah. here. Start with the, the duck horn. <laughs> Start quacking. No, we just have live wolves. Wolf. Oh my God, get them away. This was a bit Arteta. I saw it was on Twitter yesterday that he, um, someone compared him to Captain Black from uh, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've seen it, you can't unsee. That is good, actually. That is good. Uh, final one. It's a bit on Cotrone, but Vinny, WFC, I liked his comment here, saying, if Cotrone was given a genuine chance in the team, do you think he would score regularly? Um, I'm only telling you this now, because he's been a, my hero and football manager for about three years, and I couldn't contain my excitement when we signed him. Do you think if they'd given, we'd given him a run, he would have scored a few? Or was it like we said before, it probably just wasn't going to work Still out? can't talk to anyone, so probably not. Yeah, I'd say not in this team and not in this system. But going back to that, I had a similar euphoric moment a few years ago. When we signed Majanji Bayer? No. <sighs> Close, though. When we signed Adam Lafondre. So he was my football manager icon. Like... I signed him for a struggling Bolton Wanderers team because I got sacked so I ended up at Bolton and he kept me up in the Premier League and he scored I think he scored 15 in 12 and this was when I was at uni so I dropped him a message on Twitter saying I hope you come and play for Wolves one day and he went ha cheers mate with loads of screenshots obviously signed for us bag of shit <laughs> bag of sh- you know when they say don't meet your heroes that yeah. was I watched it in front of me I thought <laughs> why yeah. just why the other side of football manager so I always signed Freddie Adu and football manager, and he was fantastic for me then. It was too obvious, so that was. Look what happened. Freddie Adu. Yeah. What a legend. And then that's where we'll leave it, gentlemen, for this week. Thanks very much for listening. You can follow us all week on social media, Torrent Wolves Fancast, and we will be there. And we'll be back next week, everybody. Talk about that game against Newcastle. Where Stu, you better be right. Or you will be right. Or you'll be crying. <laughs> crying in, in the stands of all you. No, we will we'll not be crying. We'll be drinking with Todd. That's we will be seeing Todd the weekend. Hopefully he's listening. Uh, Todd, uh, very, if, uh, he, if he's not listening, he's, he's had a mention again, like his last last year appearance. Well, Todd's one of our key listeners in America, probably one of our only listeners in America, <laughs> uh, and we're going to meet him for a drink afterwards, so we'll see you there, Todd, if you are listening. Uh, but for this week... You know, it, it'd be weird if he's actually listening to it on the way to meeting us. Like he's, he's still got it in his ears as he's walking up from you. <laughs> that's That has happened before with he me. Can get, he can get the beers in then, can't he? Yeah. Should we get the order in now? When I was when I went to watch the um, the two mics live a couple of years ago in Birmingham, when I was listening to a podcast walking in, and then they walked on stage before the show, and it was, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> These things do happen. Oh, well, on that bombshell. <laughs> Bye from Jordan. Goodbye. Bye from Stu. Bye from me. See you next time. <laughs>